Due to the sensitive nature of today's episode, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of suicide and abuse that may be upsetting for some listeners. We advise caution for children under 13. Luis Miguel began his professional music career in 1981 at 11 years old, performing on a Mexican TV show. The following year, his debut album went gold. By age 14, he'd won his first Grammy for a duet with singer-songwriter Sheena Easton. He was the youngest male musician in history to take the award. Now, at age 51, Luis Miguel is enjoying the most successful career of any Latin recording artist. He sold more than 60 million albums, all without ever entering the English-language market. He's famous for his songs about romance, heartbreak, and betrayal. But Luis Miguel's early life was more dramatic than any of his ballads. Luis Miguel didn't enter the industry by choice. In fact, his overbearing father, Luisito Rey, pushed his son's career forward with an iron fist. And while the young singer reaped the rewards of early success, by the time he reached his teens, his entire world was crumbling. Luisito reportedly swindled young Luis Miguel out of millions of dollars and broke up their family in the process. In reply, Luis Miguel's mother, Marcela Basteri, fled Mexico for Italy, leaving the teenager in his father's custody. Yet on August 18, 1986, Marcela herself flew from Italy to Madrid. Allegedly, Luisito had a contract she needed to sign, specifically financial documents related to their son's recording contract. But after arriving in Spain, Marcela was never seen again. For nearly 35 years, Marcela's disappearance has stumped authorities. And this inexplicable mystery has led many to wonder just what happened to Luis Miguel's mother. Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Monday and Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. You can find episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our second of two Cinco de Mayo episodes on Mexican music conspiracies. Last time, we dove into the life, career, and death of Juan Gabriel. Today, we'll go on to explore the sordid backstory of Latin musician Luis Miguel, namely the events that led to the disappearance of his mother, Marcela Basteri. There are multiple conspiracy theories surrounding Marcela's 1986 disappearance, like the idea that she escaped her husband only to suffer a mental breakdown, or that she became homeless or was hospitalized under a pseudonym, or even that her estranged husband, Luisito Rey, may have played a part in why she vanished. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. 
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Bottling everything up can be really bad for you in the long run and have some terrible consequences. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. The more you let things build up, the more of a toll it can take on your mental health. I know for me, in dealing with some traumatic events in my life, I had the tendency to think, well, they've already happened. I'm okay. Other people have it worse. It doesn't matter much. And through therapy, was really able to understand how those events impacted me and changed how I'd start to see the world in ways that weren't great and were sometimes making my life worse. So therapy or dealing with any traumatic events you've had might really help you in terms of how you can live in the present moment now. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also really easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com conspiracy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash conspiracy. Are you looking for a view of the world that's a bit different? Hi, I'm Jason Palmer, a host of The Weekend Intelligence, a podcast from The Economist. Join us to hear the stories that matter most to our correspondents and editors. Every Saturday, we introduce you to people and ideas that take you outside the ordinary and expand your horizons one episode at a time. Join us and see the world from a new perspective. To listen free until May 31st, search Spotify for The Weekend Intelligence. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's impossible to compare Luis Miguel to any American musician. In Mexico, he's more famous than Beyonce, Lady Gaga, and Jay-Z combined. And while fans would say they know the real Luis Miguel, the truth is he's somewhat of an enigma. Luis Miguel has always been an intensely private person. He rarely gives interviews, hasn't written a memoir, and has never discussed his mother's disappearance. As a result, details, dates, and even general information about his personal life are scattershot. Although he did authorize a TV biopic series about his life called Luis Miguel, the series. It aired on Netflix in 2018. And for the first time, the public had access to some of the more sordid details about his childhood. The show did take some artistic license when reenacting past events. Consequently, many viewers and critics viewed it with a grain of salt, knowing it's not 100% accurate. But it does cover the more commonly known details of the singer's life. For example, Luis Miguel is known as El Sol de Mexico, meaning the son of Mexico. So it's pretty surprising that Luis Miguel isn't actually of Mexican descent. Born in San Juan, Puerto Rico in April of 1970, it wasn't until Luis Miguel's family moved to Mexico around the mid-1970s that he assumed a Mexican identity. This was just the beginning of many lies propagated by his father, Luisito Rey, 
the man who would become his son's manager and essentially ruin his life. Being thrust into show business at a young age ran in the family. Luisito himself displayed an early talent for music. He was particularly good at classical Spanish guitar. And his skills, too, were exploited by his mother, who used her son to support the family financially. By age eight, Luisito had recorded his first album, and a year later, at just nine years old, his mother allowed a music promoter to take him to Argentina alone to perform a series of concerts. The details surrounding these events are scant, but according to one website, this promoter ended up embezzling much of Luisito's earnings. She refused to pay him or send money back home to Luisito's family. Alone and without any other options, nine-year-old Luisito fled Argentina by stowing away on a ship back to Spain. Likely traumatized by the experience, Luisito turned to alcohol at a young age. His predilection for drinking and partying overtook his interest in music. By his late teens, he adopted the lifestyle of a traveling bohemian. In the 1960s, Luisito successfully avoided compulsory military service in Spain by exploring the world. First, he moved to Paris, where he busked on city streets and in cafes. Then, he took up residence throughout Europe, Latin America, and Puerto Rico. It was during this period that Luisito Rey met a woman named Marcela Basteri, his future wife. Though, despite Luisito's claims to the contrary, they were never officially married. Although there are scarce details about their early years together, we know that Marcela gave birth to Luis Miguel in Puerto Rico in 1970. Later, the couple had two more sons, Alejandro and Sergio. As a father, Luisito Rey managed to record a few minor hits, but still lived a paycheck-to-paycheck lifestyle. One that grew more difficult as the family expanded and eventually settled in Mexico. By 1980, the 35-year-old Luisito had little to no money, no career, and a severe addiction to alcohol. Despite his lack of success, Luisito was undeniably gregarious. The little money he did scrounge up was spent on parties and entertaining. He and his guests drank, smoked, did drugs, and played guitar until the early hours of the morning, usually with the kids asleep in the next room. It's unclear if Marcela shared Luisito's vices, but by the end of the night, she frequently found her husband in the arms of another woman. It wasn't just Luisito's serial philandering that drove a wedge between the couple. He was constantly in debt to landlords, friends, and drug dealers. His financial recklessness nearly got the family evicted on more than one occasion. Eventually, Luisito took a page from his mother's playbook. Since his own son had inherited his gift for music, he saw Luis Miguel as another potential breadwinner for the family. According to the Netflix biopic, during one of his own gigs in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, Luisito convinced a club owner to let his young son perform a song. And in his debut performance, Luis Miguel took the crowd by storm. That day set an idea in motion for Luisito. He could make his son a star, and he could tie himself directly to that fame. 
So rather than entrust his son's future to an unknown music producer, Luisito delegated that role to someone he trusted more, himself. Luisito put his son on a rigorous training and rehearsal schedule, like forcing Luis Miguel to study every Elvis film, record, and concert performance, all so he could mimic the king's gift for showmanship. He also permanently pulled his son out of school so he could devote every waking moment to music, which ultimately robbed Luis Miguel of his adolescence. While his peers were playing soccer and having sleepovers, Luis Miguel was recording his first album, Un Sol. The record went gold in 1982. By age 13, he was touring all over Latin America. Luis Miguel's rising stardom meant that Luisito needed new methods to control his son's life. In a truly sickening move, he reportedly bribed a doctor to prescribe his son ephedrine, an amphetamine-like stimulant. He wanted the drug to help Luis Miguel focus on his career and maintain his professional obligations. Though the approach was illegal and unethical, Luisito saw what he thought were results. By 1984, Luis Miguel had evolved from a baby-faced child star to a teen idol. At the time, he was appearing in several movies and TV shows and transitioning from classical ballads to rock and pop-oriented tunes. To Luisito's chagrin, he was also transforming into a rebellious teenager. Like most young men, Luis Miguel craved independence, but since his father controlled nearly every aspect of his life, Luis Miguel had to look for other ways to express himself. Alcohol was an easy escape. By his mid-teens, Luis Miguel was drinking heavily, which resulted in constant hangovers, not to mention an inability to perform, tour, or record with the same quality. Naturally, this led to more friction between father and son, but the problems created by Luis Miguel's drinking paled in comparison to his father's financial transgressions. Luis Cito had started a management company to handle Luis Miguel's finances until he turned 18, which meant in the meantime, Luis Cito was able to use his son's earnings however he pleased, on offices, hotels, cars, and other luxuries, all without Luis Miguel's consent. Worst of all, Luisito placed large sums of his son's untaxed money in foreign bank accounts, meaning these finances could be seized if detected by the authorities. Or worse, they could implicate the family on fraud charges. Eventually, Luis Miguel's accountant reportedly grew fearful of prosecution and told others about Luisito's negligent spending. After his father's finances were audited, Luis Miguel was made privy to the embezzlement. Although the exact figure isn't known, it's suspected that Luisito Rey stole around $20 million from his son. For the young singer, this was the last straw. By this point, Luisito's behavior had irreparably damaged their professional and personal relationship. This wasn't the only thing on the rocks. Luisito's drinking, cheating, and domineering had also broken up his relationship. The exact dates are unknown, but sometime in 1984, Marcela Basteri left and went to Italy with their youngest son, 
Sergio. Details from this period are tenuous. What we do know is that following her relocation to Italy, in 1985, Marcela took a trip to Argentina. There, Luis Miguel invited her on stage and sang to her during his concert in Luna Park. After that concert, Marcela again returned to Italy. But her odd travel patterns appeared again the next year, in August 1986, when she flew to Spain to meet with Luisito. Allegedly, he needed to get Marcela's signature on one of their son's new contracts. But what happened next has been the object of speculation for 35 years. Her departure for Spain was the last time that Marcela Basteri was seen alive. Coming up, we dive into why the mother of Mexico's most famous musician may have disappeared. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast and premieres Monday, May 3rd. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least, not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home, like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of bug it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. And with over 95 years of experience, it's no wonder they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Now, back to the story. Luis Miguel might be the most successful and beloved musician in Mexico today. But behind his success story is a tale of deception, intrigue, and illegalities, all perpetrated by his father and manager, Luisito Rey. Not only was he a con man who swindled millions from his own son, Luisito also allegedly neglected his other children and cheated on his wife, Marcela, all of which likely prompted her to separate from him and flee to Italy. It's very likely that Marcela was exhausted by the realities of being married to Luisito. He was conniving, unfaithful, and constantly drunk. And it's possible that this was so taxing, both physically and psychologically, that she simply couldn't take it anymore. Which brings us to our first conspiracy theory. Marcela Basteri experienced a mental breakdown and disappeared into obscurity. During Luis Miguel's tumultuous childhood, Marcela played the role of mother and housewife as best she could. Little is known about Marcela's own childhood or her life before she met Luisito in Argentina in the late 1960s. Sadly, the most information we have relates to Marcela through how her husband treated her and their marriage. 
We know that Luisito was far from devoted and that his actions likely took a psychological toll on Marcela for years. According to Luisito's brother Vicente, Luisito was known to force Marcela into sex work when money was running low. A family friend, a renowned Puerto Rican psychologist named Alfred D. Herger, also confirmed that Luisito engaged in dangerous behavior, claiming he was violent and emotionally abusive, so much so that it had an effect on Marcela's appearance. In the few family photographs that are available online, Marcela consistently appears sad and withdrawn. Her smile is forced, belies a physically and mentally draining marriage. The television show Luis Miguel, the series, portrays Marcela more severely. It indicates that she experienced severe postpartum depression after the birth of Luis Miguel in 1970 and her son Alejandro in 72. This condition is common amongst new moms and typically consists of mood swings, fatigue, and feelings of hopelessness. Usually it's treated with therapy and medication, and for many it dissipates after a few months, but it can lead to much more serious debilitating depression if left untreated, or even psychosis. And according to Louise Miguel's biopic, essentially the only quote treatment Marcela received was her husband telling her to tough it out or ignoring her altogether. Marcela did the best she could to provide stability and guidance for her children, despite the pernicious, overbearing behavior of their father. But in 1984, she couldn't take it any longer. After giving birth to her youngest son, Sergio, in the beginning of that year, she made a choice to flee. Shortly after, she and her infant son left for Italy. Which posed its own challenges. After all, on top of suffering years of emotional abuse, Marcela was likely racked with feelings of guilt. For someone who had lived with untreated postpartum depression, it could have been a recipe for disaster. We can never say for certain how Marcela felt. She never spoke to journalists. She seemed to have few, if any, friends. As a result, no one knows precisely what happened before her split with Luisito. What we can piece together is that over the next two years, Marcela spent time in Italy and Argentina, oceans away from her sons. While she remained off the radar in Argentina, once in Italy, she reunited with her parents and an aunt. Shortly after, in 1986, Luisito invited her to Spain to sign a new contract for Luis Miguel and see her children and Marcela allegedly leapt at the opportunity. According to Louise Miguel, the series, she felt guilty for abandoning her older sons and believed the reunion would be good for her mental health. So on August 18, 1986, she traveled from Pisa to Madrid. She reportedly left Sergio in the care of her parents in Italy. But after that, she was never seen again. Shockingly, at no point did anyone, neither Luis Miguel, his brother Alejandro, or even Marcela's family, file a missing persons report. Nor did they notify the authorities, which is pretty bizarre, granted that we do know she was close to her Italian family. In fact, we don't even know how long it took for anyone to even realize Marcela was gone, or what date her whereabouts became a concern. 
Oddly, the only true evidence we have is that Luis Miguel began a search for his mother two years later. The only person who directly offered any explanation on the matter was Luisito Rey. Though to be clear, he propagated a series of unverifiable and likely false narratives. Luisito said things like Marcela had abandoned the family to be with another man and that she no longer loved or cared about her children. He even alleged that she was strung out on drugs. We can only wonder about what might have happened between the two if they did reconnect in Madrid. Maybe seeing Luisito triggered something harmful inside of Marcela. For someone who may have already been teetering on the edge, it's possible this visitation was the last straw. As we mentioned, it's not unheard of for women with severe postpartum depression to experience more serious side effects later on. Psychosis can be one of them, and its symptoms can range from delusions to difficulty processing reality, or even hallucinating. Therefore, some theorists suspect that Marcela may have experienced an accident, or perhaps attempted self-harm or suicide, leaving her with permanent brain damage. Some fans use this as a bridge to explain Marcela's disappearance. If she never regained her faculties, it's possible that she forgot who she was entirely. Consequently, she could have gone on to experience homelessness or simply lived a life of anonymity with no way to reconnect to her family. In the years since her disappearance, there's actually been several people who've come forward in both Italy and Argentina. They each claim to have seen Marcela wandering the streets. After becoming aware of numerous reports regarding one woman who matched this description, Argentine journalist Luis Ventura decided to investigate. He posted photos of her on his website, hoping someone might see the pictures and help locate the person in question. Based on these photographs, it seems entirely possible that this woman could be Marcela Basteri. They both have the same square jaw and thinning hair. Others have pointed out that the woman from Ventura's photos shares a similar smile to older photos of Marcela with Luis Miguel. It's forced with a glazed, distanced look in the woman's eyes. But after more digging, this turned out to be a case of mistaken identity. Ironically, after a video of the woman was posted on YouTube, she was recognized by none other than her long-lost brother. The woman in question was identified as Honorina Montez, a Spaniard who had disappeared from her own family in 1992. And while the news of Montez's whereabouts brought closure to her family, Luis Miguel is still no closer to finding his mother. Despite never contacting authorities about his mother's disappearance, Luis Miguel did eventually organize his own unofficial search. While it's unclear why he waited so long to begin looking, sometime in 1988, the 18-year-old and his brother Alejandro traveled to Spain and Italy. It appears they hoped to find clues about their mother's whereabouts. Luis Miguel even hired a private detective who reportedly posited that Marcela experienced some sort of severe psychosomatic distress. The investigator pointed to the fact that in 1988, Marcela was held in a mental hospital in Italy as proof. However, 
this turned out to be just another case of mistaken identity. Apparently, whether or not Marcela was admitted for psychiatric care in 1988 has been a common theme for many theorists. Blogs and entertainment websites have even claimed that it wasn't mental distress or depression that prompted Marcela to seek care. Rather, they suggested she had been living with AIDS. Several blogs and Reddit posters allege that Marcela contracted AIDS from Luisito Rey, either during their reunion in Spain or when they were still together in Mexico. It appears they use other side effects of AIDS to inform this theory. The disease can lead to things like behavioral changes, trouble with memory, and an overall cognitive decline, which did seem to match some of Marcela's symptoms. If this were true, it's possible that she sought professional care. But it's unknown whether Luisito actually lived with AIDS. People have deduced this by tying his known use of injectable drugs and infidelity to the story that Luisito died from complications due to pneumonia in 1992. They've pointed out that in the early days of the AIDS epidemic, before medication was developed to combat its effects, pneumonia was a common complication. Still, if Marcela had been severely ill from living with something like AIDS, it seems like that would have been the first piece of information that people close to her would have mentioned when her sons began investigating. As for the theory that Marcela's depression led her into obscurity, it might explain why she hasn't been seen since 1986. But for me, it lacks concrete evidence. While a few sources suggested that Marcela suffered emotional trauma, there's no indication her mental health continued to decline after leaving Luisito. With all the hearsay, I give this theory a 2 out of 10. I agree, it's flimsy with the lack of first-hand accounts, but it's possible that Marcela is still out there and she might not remember who she is if there's truth to her having psychological troubles. Unfortunately, nothing can be proven about Marcela's identity without a formal DNA test, and for that to happen, she needs to be found. So until then, I'm willing to give this theory a 3 out of 10. Oddly, there's one more point that some Louise Miguel fans and conspiracy theorists agree on. They've speculated that Luisito may have wanted to silence Marcela before she got in the way of his grand plans. Coming up, Luisito Rey becomes the number one suspect in Marcela's disappearance. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. 
Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Now, back to the story. Not only did Luisito Rey exploit and steal from his son, megastar Luis Miguel, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that Luisito was a violent and unpredictable alcoholic, one who may be directly tied to the disappearance of his wife. This brings us to our final conspiracy theory. Marcela died before her husband Luisito, and he was culpable in some way. Now, we've discussed how odd it was that Luis Miguel never alerted the police about his mother's disappearance. But we do know that eventually, in 1988, he organized private search attempts. One even reportedly included a member of Mossad, Israel's elite national security agency. In the season one finale of the TV show he authorized, Luis Miguel the series, a reenactment shows Luis Miguel being handed a Mossad file which seemingly contains the answers to Marcela's disappearance. However, the episode ends on a cliffhanger. This dramatized version has only made it even harder to guess what the real Luis Miguel did or didn't eventually find out about his mother. What the public does know is that the last time Marcela and Luis Miguel were together was on stage at a concert in Argentina in March 1985. Marcela had traveled to Argentina to surprise her son at his concert, and to her delight, Luis Miguel invited her on stage and sang a song that her husband had written for her years before. Recorded videos of the performance show a poignant scene. As Luis Miguel belts out the lyrics, quote, Your words are caresses to my heart, Marcela. You lit my cloudy sky with your son, Marcela. End quote. His mother looks on proudly. Then he gives her a hug and kiss before continuing on with the show. It was the last time the two ever saw each other. Just over a year later, Marcela traveled to Spain to meet Luisito and was never seen again. Unfortunately, neither Luis Miguel's television show nor other reports explicitly indicate what the relationship between the singer and his father was at the time of Marcela's disappearance. In fact, no one is sure whether to believe that she went to Spain under the guise of meeting Luisito to sign a contract. While the biopic infers that Luisito had negotiated a new contract for his son and that he needed his wife's signature, since Luis Miguel was still a minor, blogs and entertainment websites pose other ideas. Some claim that Luisito lured Marcela to Spain under the pretense that she might see her other sons. But that does little to inform if this was within a broader context of bad blood between father and son. Because we know that in 1986, Luisito Rey was quietly embezzling money through Luis Miguel. And whether the singer himself was aware of his father's indiscretions at this time, or if they had created friction, is unknown. But if anyone knew, it would be Marcela Basteri. 
According to fan posts on Reddit and entertainment blogs like Distractify, if Luisito had hoped to secure any more money through embezzling before his son turned 18, he would have needed a new contract granting him that right. And if Marcela knew, she may have refused to sign the contract, or she may have threatened to go to the authorities to stop Luisito from extorting their son any further. We've discussed that many close to the couple believed Luisito may have been violent towards Marcela and potentially abused her in the past. This has led some theorists to claim that a desperate Luisito snapped and killed his wife, all so he could walk away richer. But this version of events is contingent on Marcela standing up to Luisito. By that point, he already had nearly complete control over his son's career and finances. Her intervention seems like it would have been too little, too late. I'm not so sure. Something about the couple's relationship still seems really suspicious. Like how even after Luisito Rey died in 1992, Marcela never returned to her family. Marcela cared deeply about her children. With Luisito's passing and him being out of the picture, she would have undoubtedly reunited with all of her sons. This has led other theorists to posit that something more nefarious happened to Marcela. Specifically, that she died of a drug-related accident and Luisito Rey got rid of her body. In 1986, at the time they were to meet, we can assume that Marcela was excited to see her older sons in Spain, even if she was living with depression at the time. However, she likely wouldn't have been thrilled to see her estranged husband. After all, she had escaped from him just two years before. And as we mentioned, she'd endured years of emotional and physical abuse, which may have altered her mindset. It's not uncommon for survivors of domestic violence to remain with their abusers. On some level, Marcela may have felt a reconciliation was possible. Some theorists have tried to string together details that placed Marcela and Luisito at a party together in Spain upon their reunion. They believe that the two did drugs and drank together. Then they posed that Marcela either fell in the pool or went swimming and eventually drowned. And fearing the legal repercussions, Luisito got rid of her body. Again, as we've encountered before with this story, there's absolutely no hard evidence to support this theory. All the ideas of the couple reconnecting at a party or of Marcela not wanting to sign the contract are pure speculation. With only rumors and community forums to go on, I don't think we can say that Marcela died before Luisito Rey, either as an accident or because she was murdered. I'm giving this theory a 1 out of 10. I'm more hesitant to write off Luisito. We're pretty certain that he was violent and unpredictable. While I agree Marcela probably wouldn't cross her estranged husband, we can't confirm that she's still alive today. So it's not impossible that something tragic happened to her. Therefore, I'm willing to give this theory a 3 out of 10. Ultimately, after Marcela's disappearance, once Luis Miguel turned 18 in 1988, he fired his father and took control of his own career. Finally, he was free. 
Throughout the incredible and bizarre hardships of his life, Luis Miguel's fame never wavered. He's remained in the public eye, from globe-trotting real estate purchases to dating some of the world's most famous women. But since Marcela's disappearance, he has maintained an air of somber detachment. He's also been hospitalized numerous times, allegedly for drugs and alcohol. Clearly, the pain he suffered in his childhood, on some level, remains. It's possible that Luis Miguel is living with the secret of what happened to his mother. At the time of this recording, we're still waiting for the premiere of season two of his show. Maybe he'll leave more clues to reveal the truth. Until then, we can only speculate about Marcela's fate. Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode. You can find all episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth. Conspiracy Theories is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Brendan Hawkins, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Conspiracy Theories was written by Tony Goodman, with writing assistance by Lori Gottlieb and Mackenzie Moore, fact-checking by Anya Bairley, and research by Anna Paula Shelley and Bradley Klein. Conspiracy Theories stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. 